right, welcome podcast. Let's go to audio. Well, tight. How's everyone on the podcast doing? Oh, there we are. Hello. Hello. Welcome to another edition of Clean Pin. Hope everyone is doing spectacular. Let's see uh, how we're how we're doing here. Let's see if the audio is in. Can you hear me okay? Welcome to another edition of Clean Pin. There we go. All right, good, 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 good. What is up? Such uh, last time we were here it was right before Christmas, and uh, we got a lot to get into. Uh, we're gonna we're trying hard to make this. Uh, uh, you know, a, a weekly uh, thing here, but this is, um, we're on episode 45 now, 45 of uh, Clean Pin, um, a lot to get into in the world of wrestling, and uh, this is what we do, uh, if you're watching the channel for the first time, um, I do have a, um, you know, a, a YouTube channel here. That's how you guys found me or on the podcast form. But I do have a YouTube channel. I, I talk um, all things sports. I cover baseball, football, UFC, um, everything under the sun. Wrestling as well. And, uh, you know, wrestling, uh, this is where, um, you know, we could kind of go into... Uh, Kind of in news and um, uh, news and speculations and things that uh, we haven't been able to get into um, in, in, in the past week. Uh, so there is a lot to get into, um, and I would very much like it. Appreciate it if you could hit the uh, the subscribe button. Uh, means a lot to me. Hit the notification bell. It gives you uh, an up. Uh, it gives you uh, notices as to when um, I do uh, update, uh, upload on my channel. So yesterday, uh, but believe it or not, um, a little bit of history. Yesterday, one second. Yesterday, um, mark the 33rd anniversary of what was probably the most watched wrestling match in history. Um, February 5th, 1988, Market Square Arena, in Indiana, you had WWF's main event. Broadcast live NBC prime time. Um, I remember watching that too as a little kid, and uh, it would be, um, it would feature uh, world champion uh, Hulk Hogan defending against Andre the Giant. Against Andre the Giant, 
primetime TV. Much anticipated, uh, you know, it was an anticipated rematch from uh, WrestleMania 3. 33 million people reportedly watched that match. 8 p.m. primetime. Hogan entered the ring in his fourth year as champion. And he was uh, angered <laughs> when Andre was accompanied to the ring by Ted DiBiase and Virgil. Hogan immediately um, even the odds uh, uh, attacking uh, uh, attacking both men clearing the ring to the crowd's raw pop approval. Uh, Hogan rocked the giant with a fury of rights uh, and a running clothesline, but could not topple uh, his former friend. Andre did catch Hogan as he attempted a top rope leap, slammed him to the mat, and used his mask to kind of choke the champion. Andre took over with his usual style, chops, punches, a couple of well-placed headbutts. He slammed Hogan um, and began choking him with his singlet strap. After Virgil uh, did distract the uh, the referee there, who I believe was uh, Earl Hebner. I uh, remember that whole conflict of Earl Hebner, Dave Hebner. But it was... Um, Earl Hebner, who at this point would start to be Dave Hebner. You follow me? Earl would, uh, ironically, be involved in another type of screw job involving the WWF title of Montreal in 97. Hebner had been a referee for the NWA, as many old-school fans know. So this is important, uh, this is important a little bit later on. Hogan mounts a comeback, if you remember that match. He was hulking up, fighting back with punches, chops. Excellent clothesline from the second rope that took Andre down. Um, Hogan hit his atomic leg drop finisher. You know, the big <laughs> leg drop. <laughs> could could, uh, could slow down the masses. Um, but, you know, Herbner was distracted. Something was going on. Uh, something was going on, uh, something was going on outside of the ring, and Hebner was distracted. Um, it was actually Virgil, if I remember correctly, and he, and he missed the count. Andre would grab the champ from behind, hit a couple of vicious headbutts, then use what, uh, could be called kind of a, a, a half hip toss on Hogan and fell on him for the cover. Um, Hebner was in perfect position to see Hogan's uh, raise his left shoulder at the two count, but ignored it and made the three count. Uh-oh. <laughs> Hebner awarded the match and the world title to Andre as DiBiase and Virgil celebrated. Hogan's dominant four-year reign was over, and he was um, all pissed off <laughs> when Dave Hebner entered the ring and the world saw the twin uh, referees.
right? By now, Andre had handed the title belt to DiBiase and taken a large chunk, a large sum, a large wad of cash for him. Uh, Mr. Uh, DiBiase. Jesse the Body uh, Ventura. Vince McMahon. Calling the match was stunned at the sight of nearly identical refs. Ooh. <laughs> Hogan was uh, incensed. Slammed the Hebners into each other and cleared the ring. The fans were beside themselves, and the WWF was a ras was a massive ratings hit. What a time uh, it was to be a wrestling fan back then, right? You don't see uh, much simpler times. Uh, you don't see those type of uh, ratings anymore, what you did back then. The Royal Rumble. Um, I want to give you my thoughts on the uh, actual Royal Rumble. Um, the actual Royal Rumble match itself. Um, I think my favorite part um, of the whole Royal Rumble was... Uh, Christian coming in, um, and it seemed, uh, to me anyway, it seemed like th this was, like, le legitimately, uh, like, that this was le legitimately held as a surprise, and, um, you know, and, and no one knew, no one knew except, uh, maybe, like, Christian was, uh, hiding back, um, you know, hiding uh, in the back, and Edge maybe didn't see him because they made it a point to kind of capture the reaction of um, of Edge uh, when Christian hit the ring, and uh, it seemed legitimately that um, Edge was surprised. So I, I like that. Uh, it's a, it's a great story. Um, a guy that, uh, hasn't been in the ring for what, seven, eight years now, uh, you always kind of felt that, um, Edge, uh, that, that Christian rather, kind of was never given the opportunity to kind of like, um, come back or he like, he almost felt like. And I, and I know he had concussion issues and he had problems. Uh, he was uh, injured often. But uh, it almost felt, you know, prior to that, that um, that WWE just kind of wanted to, to kind of take the, to push him away, push him into uh, retirement. Did you get that feeling? Like, I always got that feeling. And then... Um, you know, I, I loved, you know, the work that he was doing before he uh, had to uh, be let go. You know, his, 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 um, you know, his feud with Randy Orton. 
uh, I think it was uh, good stuff. Uh, I think it was um, some of his best work at the time. And I think uh, before he uh, left, he was uh, firing on all cylinders. Uh, so it's good to see him back. Uh, it, from all indications, are it seems like he has a a uh, part-time deal. Um, we didn't see him this past week on Raw or SmackDown. Um, but uh, I, you know, I'm eager to see um, Christian. I'm e eager to see Christian with uh, maybe Edge in some capacity. Um, I'm eager to see Christian fighting all these new matches that. Um, he never had the uh, the chance to go up against. Uh, I'm seeing uh, a Christian versus AJ Styles in WWE, or seeing um, Christian versus uh, Seth Rollins in WWE. Yeah, so something to look forward to. I like that. Um, I also like the fact that Carlito came back uh, first time after um, after ten years. Uh, back in the ring, uh, Carlito, um, 40, uh, 41, still, a, a young enough guy, uh, obviously in, in all, um, it looks like a million bucks, um, so you, you can't, uh, can't say anything as far as his, um, you know, physique still up, up, upheld himself. Um, do want to see, um, you know, maybe even the masterpiece come back. Um, him and uh, Carlito apparently are, are pretty good buddies outside of the ring, so it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, uh, Carlito and maybe Chris Masters could come back for um, one last run. One last run, and uh, I think that um, that would be uh, that would be good to see. Um, also, liked uh, the fact that we've seen Mickey James. Um, I don't know what is happening with Mickey James. Um, it, it kind of to me, last time we seen Mickey James, it seemed like she was um, kind of. Um, left out there in the ring to kind of look foolish, kind of look silly. Um, maybe maybe she has some type of, um, maybe it was some type of a punishment, some type of a heat uh, because of what Nick Aldis has said uh, prior. Uh, maybe that, that was WWE's way of, of sticking it to her. And uh, the last time we seen her prior to the Royal Rumble was not in a good light. It made her look really silly in the ring. Glad we were able to see her at Royal Rumble uh, to kind of, you know, it, it changed to, to change what, what's the last that we've seen of her last lasting memory. Um, you know, I... I don't know, and you know, with Mickey James, it's kind of like the same thing with um, with uh, uh, with you know, like what what they handle with Christian or um, Alicia Fox. Sometimes they just wanna, I don't know, they just kind of wanna 
throw you to the <laughs> throw you to the side or kind of force you into retirement when you're not ready to go and uh i i listen uh, you you see her and i just think she has more to offer and that retirement is not yet uh for her so i'm glad we were able to see that um you know uh Women's uh, Rumble, and I'll get to the Men's Rumble uh, winner, but, but Women's uh, Rumble winner and Bianca Belair, um, I don't know, I don't know if it's too early for Bianca, but uh, I, I, I get why they are doing it, um, it it's um, that you, you really need a star in that um, women's uh division you definitely do um you know giving in giving the the the, the win to uh a charlotte flair uh it's not necessary she has so many accomplishments she has won so many titles that um you know she really does not need a, a victory for the rumble and heck the, the, the way it's panning out now it looks like she may be already going to the um to wrestlemania fighting against the championship uh with um oscar my personal opinion it seems like there's already they're already planning some type of a seed of a possible uh breakup and you wonder where and if uh lacy peter uh lacy he's lacy evans uh, would play into uh, that scenario. Now, as far as um, as as far as the actual um, Royal Rumble uh, match, where you had um, Edge uh, winning. Um, When you look at Edge and uh, what he has, by the time, uh, by the way, before I even get into Edge, before it escapes me, our truth man um, and Doug Flutie. <laughs> so there was a celebrity flag football game. I guess this was called like um, Celeb Sweat, right? I, I did, and it would make sense. I think it's uh, something uh, you figure if you're watching a, a flag football game, celeb sweat, that you are, um, you know, watching. You know, um, you're going to be watching the the Super Bowl, and uh, you're 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 a sports fan, but maybe you don't know um, wrestling per se. So having a guy like an R Truth there show up there um it brings eyeballs to the uh to the championship brings eyeballs our truth by the time uh and and this is you know televised um on tv for the most part these events so it's not like there's some random uh places 
they're televised. And uh, people see a guy by the name of R-Truth pinned Doug Flutie, who's known in the sports world. And they say, Doug Flutie, 24-7 champion. What does that mean? Oh, yeah, he is from, um, he pinned the guy by the name of um, R-True from the WWE. WWE, you mean, oh, is Hulk Hogan still wrestling? Or Scott Hall and NWO? Uh, no, jeez, uh, I haven't watched it. Let me take a look. And that's what you hope uh, it, it, it happens. It gets eyeballs back on the WWE's product. So that's really what it's become. Um, and... and Listen, our truth. By the time this is all said and done, forget about Ric Flair, your beloved Ric Flair, who's doing great work with uh, Lacey uh, Lacey Evans. Um, our buddy our truth here is going to be like the hundred one hundred time um, twenty four seven champion. <coughs> oh, hold on one second. We're plugging in for some power here. Yeah, so... You know, that, that title brings uh, eyeballs to the product. Like, look, a couple of, um, <coughs> before even before the uh, Celebrity Sweat, you had, um, remember when Rosenberg uh, pinned R-Truth at the pre-show? If you missed it, Rosenberg pinned R-Truth at the Royal Rumble pre-show. So then what happens, Rosenberg, who has a, the show is based out of here on New York, uh, ESPN, Michael's K show, um, I believe it's national as well, he comes on now on the radio, and this is, uh, they also are on TV, he comes on and our truth to Michael K's demo Hey, wait a minute, R-Truth, that guy from WWE? Oh, you mean WWF and Hulk Hogan? Oh, I haven't watched Hulk Hogan or the NWO since the 90s. But wait, did you, did you see that pin? Did you see R-Truth beat Rosenberg again? Oh, maybe I'll take a peek at WWE. So, and everyone is up in arms whenever there is a... 24-7, they think that the title is a joke. In you know, to a point, it is. It really doesn't get not taken seriously. <laughs> I, uh, it's the same people chasing it. It's not, uh, you don't hear um, Roman Reigns saying that he wants to be the 24-7 championship. But not everything has to be that serious and... Not everything has to be, um, not everything has to be, 
um, you know, uh, serious. That's the best way I could say. There is a room for a little bit of everything, and that's what the 24-7 championship does. It serves its purpose. It's comedy fodder, and it really, honestly, puts... Um, the WWE out there in certain situations and it gets people talking, hopefully trending for a little bit, because I believe it was trending where I seen Doug Flutie and R-Truth. I'm looking, Doug Flutie? Why is Doug Flutie trending? <laughs> he hasn't played football in quite some time. And there you go, Long, lo and behold. Uh, you, you find out why Doug Flutie is trending. So, uh, job well done. Uh, there's really... Guys, don't be... Don't be offended by the 24-7 uh, championship at all. Don't be, don't be offended. It's, it's all right. Don't take it um, so seriously. But anyway, uh, I did uh, want to circle back um, to... Um, To um, Edge winning uh, the Royal Rumble. Um, first of all, you got to give him respect, right? There is something that he said. He, yeah, there was a quote, too. He goes, if I'm asked to be in the title program heading into WrestleMania, I'm here every week. That's the way I operate. I'm not going to be a guy who comes in for one week and floats off for eight weeks. If I'm involved and I'm in the mix, I'm going to be here every week because that's how I operate. Saying that he won't work as a part-timer when he's needed. And this is honestly, speaking about the Royal Rumble win, one of the reasons why uh, the fans aren't angry about his win. Listen. Now, everything that hurt at 37... You might say maybe hurts a lot more and a lot longer at 57 or 47. So I'd be saying it's, it's so it's easy for Edge to say that. It's another another thing to live up to it. Well, that being said, I guess who are we to? To, to judge um, Edge uh, knows his old body. Um, but, you know, and, you know, we, we'll see how it plays off. And I love this story with Edge winning the Royal Rumble. All the way from number one. Um, enjoyable. I know a lot of guys. There are some. I'm sure. That their first thought was. Um, a guy that had two matches. In the last year. Wins the Royal Rumble. Right? That's what some people were saying. But I think, again, most fans 
want to see where this goes. And Edge winning the Royal Rumble, honestly, was uh, the best story that they had, I think. Uh, I think that's the best story that you have. You know, I wish maybe that, you know, maybe do I wish that it could be him versus AJ? I think it would be a home run. And I know you might, what you're saying there, might be saying there's still room for AJ down the road. Uh, but, you know, or if I look at the other scenarios, him uh, versus Drew doesn't excite me, but don't hate it. Edge uh, versus Roman would have my interest. Good story. It's all about telling the story. Uh, but I'm not sure how I feel about the tribal chief taking his first loss to Edge, though. And um, you know if you have Edge versus Roman Reign or Edge versus anyone for the championship, you're not going to have edge loose am i right are, are we in agreement uh with that i, I think that's uh, a pretty much uh, a given again and i go back to you know him and aj too and like in the back in the back of my, my mind and i wish that could happen uh but that match it would be good for edge's body too by the way he'd be able to cover any rust he might have from you know his his triceps injury, his shoulder injury, and and I and I think him losing doesn't hurt AJ as much uh, as it would. I don't think Drew uh, AJ losing would hurt um, AJ as much as Drew or Roman losing uh, right now. And AJ and you know Edge they would dance well together. But again, on to where we're going with Edge and, you know, the possibilities of who to have. And by the way, we still haven't had the decision uh, by Edge. Um, but, you know, for all we know, remember, I believe there is Elimination Chamber. There is one more pay-per-view still um, for things to kind of um, be turned uh, upside down. You know, and I think of, when I think of Roman uh, Reigns, I also thought, you know, maybe Roman versus uh, Daniel Bryan. Uh, would have been um, uh, a good, good type of a story as well. I don't know. Um, you know, Edge and Roman would have disappointed. No, um, I don't think he would disappoint if that's uh, the way they go. With Christian able to work, um, there's a chance we get E and C versus Roman and Uso. Maybe find a way to get Big E 
um, I don't know, uh, maybe find a way to get, uh, get Biggie to keep their work, uh, lighter, maybe have Apollo join the tribe, I don't know. There's, uh, definitely money on the table for a tag reunion. Oh, maybe, uh, Chamber or Fast Lane. Yep. And damn it, if they do do it, we need that five-second pose. And listen, I mean, they haven't really built up anyone on the men's roster. Hence, maybe why Edge won. Maybe, maybe Big E. To take to that uh, Mania Man event spotlight. So, wouldn't it be... Um, Edge by default. Right, so. There you have it. Um, don't hate it. Um, I'm intrigued by it. And. Um, I want to see. Uh, what would come. Of it. And he's saying sending Edge to NXT, and he appeared on NXT too. Sending Edge to NXT would be a mistake. Maybe it's why people turned on Charlotte. You remember that whole scenario. And I think um, um, they turned on her, maybe even a little bit before that. Um, the rumble win uh, was maybe the tipping point, I want to say. But, you know, but having her go over uh, Rhea made people hate her. That win did not help. If we if Rhea went over, uh, I, I think more people would have uh, been, been over with Flair winning the rumble instead of Baszler. Um you know, they, they they could have easily fixed that Baszler thing, right? But they wanted to kind of molter this watered-down version. Um, you know, Vince being Vince uh, kind of screwed up three characters with one bad booking decision. Amazing, right? That's talent. <laughs> I, and I wonder why they don't see that it's hurting their image. I thought that was most important. I don't know. Uh, you know, I, I just think to think to myself, Baszler winning uh, the Rumble and going on to face Becky as an unstoppable monster would have been a great angle. You know, hell, you could you, you could still. Uh, you know, had uh, Flair win, but if Rhea beat her and makes Rhea a, a legit star, makes her a legit star. Um, now a year later, she hasn't regained nearly any of the momentum leading into you know last year's WrestleMania. Um, you know, it's fact, fact. But uh, I kind of. <laughs> When I went on this uh, 
tangent here. Um, hey, let's uh, let's take it. Uh, let's take a little uh, a step back here and kind of um, relive relive um uh relieve uh, if the if if the attitude era had the w uh, iwc some of the things you would hear uh you would hear probably that the um nwo is um uh, it's nonsense the cruiserweights are where the real money is oh you only watch wcw and wwf Try SMW if you want real wrestling. This is if the Attitude Era had the IWC. Dave Meltzer is cool. He and Cornette really get wrestling. I don't know about this rock stuff. Honestly, he's a little overpushed. I don't know about this Goldberg stuff. Honestly, he's a little overpushed. I don't know about this Triple H stuff. Honestly, he's a little bit overpushed. I don't know about this DDP stuff. Honestly, he's a little bit overpushed. I don't know about this sting thing stuff, honestly. I think he's a little overpushed. And uh, I, 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 but remember, too, I don't know if you guys remember, but, you know, they used to be on, um, you guys are probably not old enough, but on AOL and CompuServe, there used to be AOL groups that just would used to absolutely talk about wrestling um, and just go on and on. And on and on and everyone knows everything. <laughs> Quite the uh, experience. Quite the experience. So we're going to take a little bit of a break here. Um, we're going to, uh, in the meantime, while we do take that break, we're going to go um, a little bit of... Uh, old school video and uh, we'll be uh, right back trying to um, we'll be right back and uh, we'll try to wrap it up here for you guys uh, but first you know let, let's take a little bit of a, a little bit of a break Let's talk about old school Great Kabuki. The Great Kabuki was not like most other Japanese wrestling legends. The tradition for native wrestlers was to get established in their own country before going international. Now, but for Kabuki, he truly didn't make a name for himself until he got to the United States. He began his career in the Japanese Wrestling Association at the age of 16. After several years, he moved to the U.S., where he became a reputable heel. His rising popularity in America led to better bookings in Japan. Then in 1981, he underwent a transformation 
that made him a household name. While they were both in WCCW, Gary Hart gave him the great Kabuki gimmick. Inspired by a similar act he had seen elsewhere, Kabuki was allegedly a samurai trained in ancient Japanese warrior styles since infancy. They claimed that his long hair and face paint was to hide disfigurement from childhood training mishap involving hot coals. Kabuki would uh, improvise multiple skills he had observed from others into his own style. He would in, uh, intimidate opponents with foreign rep uh, weapons, like the kendo stick and the nunchucks. He supplemented his style with techniques inspired by genuine sumo training exercises. His two biggest weapons were his finishers. For a clean win, he would knock out opponents with a martial arts kick known simply as a super kick. If the referee was distracted, as you know, most of the time the referee was, he would use the Asian mist. This involves spitting a green substance into the face of his foes. The liquid would sting the opponent so badly that they would be effectively uh, blinded for at least a minute. However, Kabuki did not always use the mist to defeat opponents. He often did it because he simply could. Sounds familiar, right? In 1990, Kabuki decided to focus most of his time in Japan. He made his debut in WWF at the 1994 Royal Rumble event. He was one of several heels hired by Mr. Fuji to take out The Undertaker in the WWF Championship match and then competed in the Rumble. However, this would be his final appearance for the company, too. While he officially retired in 98, he continues to wrestle today. His matches are becoming further and fewer in between, he still makes occasional wrestling appearances, teaming with other wrestlers he had inspired. Dozens would paint their face, use the Asian mist, and pretend to be samurais in homage to Kabuki. The most notable is the great Buddha, who was once billed as Kabuki's son. Buddha would become Kabuki's most frequent. All right, so I'm back, and... Uh... Really, uh, wanted to go over too over um, Carrion Cross, man. Just that interaction between uh, Carrion Cross and um, and uh, Edge. And for what it's worth, really, honestly, too, uh, I kind of I dig this version of Carrion Cross a lot better than uh, the prior stuff. The 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 Doomsday stuff was really just kind of I don't know a, a bit hokey to me. But this serious, focused version is top-notch. Plus, not for nothing, you know, but I wouldn't hate an, an Edge Cross, you know, match after watching, you know, that interaction that they had. And uh, you had, um, you had um, Randy Orton uh, put out a, a tweet um, some time ago, um, I think it was last week, about how... Uh, you know, like pretty much, like come up here and uh, what are you doing now in NXT? Let's um, let's make some money out here and uh, on on the main stage. 
if you even uh, want to call it the main stage nowadays. Some might argue that uh, Raw is really the last place that you would want to be, but that is where <laughs> Randy Orton is, and I don't think Randy Orton's going to pop down to um, NXT. But, uh, you know, Randy Orton, though, and even Randy Orton and Karrion Cross would be making, that's a good story, a good feud to tell. Um, but so much better, right? When you have the, the rub, when you get the rub of a real star, which exactly um, edges. And am I saying that Santos L. Harper... Hopler? Hapler? Hapler? Isn't a big star. Well, <laughs> you know what? Listen, when the, with the, again, with the Doomsday references, Cross is well on his way to a main roster relevancy. Hopefully, you know, these two kind of lock up at some point, and it wasn't just a tease for the, for the sake of teasing, right? But, um, yeah, you know, when you just kind of go mix up into that whole um, thing there between Cross and um, even Finn Balor as well, who's going to be the champion? Is uh, Finn Balor going to remain the champion? Is Killer Cross going to get his title back? I think, um, you know, I think it's going to be Balor versus Cross at Mania weekend. Has to be. That is that's the match with the most. Sizzle. <clears throat> That's assuming that Edge does not go after, you know, um, the, the NXT title, which, you know, I, I just don't see happening. I, I think, again, and things could still change because we discussed it with, um, you know, with two pay-per-views coming in to go before Mania. I just think that the logical storyline uh, would be... Um, you know, it would be, um, would be, uh, Roman Reigns versus, um, Edge, the title that he has never truly, um, lost, which, uh, and, you know, it would, it would make sense. Uh, it would, it would be a story, a, a story that you could tell, uh, greatly a story that's already there, a story that's been brewing, uh, for years with Edge trying to get back to the ring, then get back to the title that he's never lost. So usually the best storylines are the ones that, um, you know, are the ones that have some relevancy and uh, mean the most to people. Have some uh, some a bit a bit a little bit of truth in them, and I think that's um, you know where we're. Uh, going, I think that would be um, story-wise, where you're going to have the most um, most real most realism would be that feud between um, Edge and um, and um, you know uh, Roman Reigns. Looking at it uh, as well, um, and um, kind of. Um, news that uh that broke this past weekend uh you had the news of uh kind of uh and happened relatively um kind of a very um 
just abruptly out of nowhere. You didn't you didn't see this guy for uh, for quite some time, and that's uh, Lars Sullivan, who was um, uh, released uh, by the WWE. Lars Sullivan, who had definitely had the look of intimidation and um i was just not able to um break right for him um injuries anxiety um you know goes on social media gets himself into a little bit of hot water a little bit of everything uh for lars sullivan and um you got to admit that, uh, for what it's worth, WWE did give him a couple of chances. Uh, they didn't simply just uh, abandon the ship on Lars Sullivan. They gave him some chances and um, just didn't work out for him. Um, and that's the thing. Sometimes um, you are... You think you're ready, you think you go, and then uh, it's just something mentally um, that you're, you're not able to perform. I remember even, and it's in all types of uh, situations. Uh, there used to be like a, a famous picture, if you guys um, follow baseball, it was, like a, it was like a big story, and he actually did come back, and he had some success but it was a case of uh rick and keel who was uh, a pitcher for the cardinals rick and keel had some success um as a pitcher but you know he would go out there and he would have anxiety and uh he would he would get through it until um until what happened eventually uh he just stopped and he had the case of the yips where he would just be throwing the ball no control whatsoever just absolutely throwing it in all different directions and um just couldn't anxiety couldn't throw the ball the way he needed to lost all control Still loved the game of baseball and then had to just, you know, reinvent himself, go back into the minors and come back as a um, outfielder who's, you know, um, starting outfielder, fourth, you know, outfielder at times. Uh, and was a, a decent hitter, de de uh, decent hitter, uh, but never, I don't think, lived up to the potential that he would have had he uh, been a starter um, as far as a pitcher. So you always have these instances, and um, it, it's it's something that you have to, it, it's hard to control, and there's sometimes no rhyme or reason uh, why it um, happens, uh, but you know, it seems with uh, Lars, there were a couple of um, life events that uh, had happened uh, recently. Uh, I think his father passed away too, so I'm sure that does not um, contribute to um, you know, uh, 
contribute to one's mental health obviously it does not so there are a lot of things uh you know that uh that happened that could cause um you know why it kind of fell apart for Lars Sullivan but guy looks as plays the part of a monster definitely looks scary uh maybe he could uh and, you know, it's not, it's not like he was, uh, you know, really in front of crowds anyway to begin with. It, it was more of uh, being, um, I guess, in front of the camera, which was his part of the problem as well. So, you, um, you, you know, if you, and all indications are is he's done uh, riff, uh, wrestling. Heck. You know, whether you like the guy or, or you don't, or you have an opinion of him, uh, at least he could say that he, you know, he got to the point where he was on TV, uh, got to live out his dream to uh, to an extent, uh, was right there, and then, you know, he found out that um, it just wasn't uh, for him. Uh, if it's just not, if it wasn't for him, Hey, no, 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 no harm. A lot of people would do um, anything just to be in that position that he was in. Um, and you wish him the uh, the best. You wish that he could, uh, you know, he gets healthy um, and uh, kind of uh, finds his way in life. Another uh, a release that happened. And, uh, I, I mean, this release, I, I can't, uh, honestly can't, uh, find any fault in either and, um, be upset about, uh, I don't know how many fans there were, but, uh, Cut Cutler of, um, the Forgotten, um, the Forgotten Sons, who, um, Cutler was let go, uh, remember, you know, um, the trio came up with them, and, and and I'm surprised. Like this guy really uh, hasn't um, gotten much traction, really. Uh, but you know, one of the forgotten sons is actually or was Gunner from TNA. I don't know if you guys remember Gunner from TNA. You know, he had some success as Gunner, uh, was relatively, you know, popular, got some reaction. And now, you know, he has come to WWE, NXT, new name, obviously, so that doesn't <coughs> help him, I'm sure. But really, never kind of uh, got up to that, um, to that level of popularity that he had with... NXT, I guess you might say Small Pond, perhaps, in uh, TNA. But um, but nonetheless, he's actually working uh, with Elias now. He's not the one that got uh, released. Surprisingly, he managed to hold on. <laughs> he did uh, have, if you remember uh, back then, he did have a little bit of um, a little bit of a case of. Um, some hot water. Um, a couple of tweets that he said sent out during um, 
think it was during the election time or uh, during that time and got a little bit of heat uh from uh from the locker room and uh, was taken off tv after they they've been called up to main roster and the other two guys there cutler and um the other name was escapes me but uh you know they they, they just did a complete uh, they completely distanced themselves from uh, our, our friend, formerly known as Gunner. Um, and then they were called up uh, with Baron Corbin uh, to be their knights. Completely clean-shaven. Would never know that they're their forgotten sons no more. <laughs> completely distanced themselves from, uh, from Gunner. So they were on SmackDown for a little bit. And then... Um, you know, they were they were pulled. Apparently, uh, what happened is Cutler was released because um, he caught COVID. And remember, Cutler is on SmackDown now. And apparently, what was said um, is the reason why is Vince was furious with Cutler because Roman Reigns is on SmackDown, and Vince promised Roman Reigns he would do everything in his power to keep Roman Reigns safe, and safety is the absolute most uh, popular. Um, uh, and being safe is the most uh, important thing, rather, for Vince in protecting his star, Roman Reigns, who's absolutely on fire as uh, as a heel. Roman Reigns, where have you been? We we love you. And Roman Reigns, thank you for making us um, a part of your island of relevancy. So Cutler apparently went out uh, to um, a New Year's uh, shindig. Um, with Diana Peraza from uh, Impact, and uh, both of them received um, COVID. So Cutler, being that he's on SmackDown, COVID, um, figure he could have been in the locker room and catering, and Roman Reigns is nearby, or maybe that wasn't even the case. And Vince said, "Well, now this guy has COVID." He's not going to be on TV for two or three weeks. F it. Forget it. He didn't listen. He told him specifically, um, apparently, don't get sick. Stay away from large groups. Don't go into parties. And Mr. Cutler was partying along and um, partying along and got himself COVID and has been released. So... I'm sorry for all you Cutler fans. Uh, and the other one, yes, is uh, Wes. Uh, I believe it's uh, Wesley's the other. Um, Wesley, I believe, is the other um, forgotten sons. So well, this is going to wrap up as far as on the podcast uh, on the podcast version. Uh, you can catch the podcast version, uh, audio version. On um, Stitcher, Anchor, iTunes, Spreaker, uh, anywhere you get your uh, podcasts from. So I do um, beg you, plead you to hit the like, subscribe button on that. Uh, it's Clean Pin. Uh, look it up anywhere we get your podcasts and you will find it there. We're wrapping up the audio. It's in the hour uh, limit here for Anchor, which is where I'm using it as the host so that's the countdown four three two one that's